hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh God, we are thankful that you are our rock, and that we are able to lay an anchor in you, that you guide us, you strengthen us, you help us when we need direction. So Lord, as we gather as your people, as we remember your words to us, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So we are in the midst of our summer series that we're calling Proclaim. These are a part of the uh, lectionary uh, scriptures from the book of Second Corinthians. And while we look at this passage, we see that they all help us to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, the first Sunday we talked about how the gospel is something that's shining in our hearts. It's something that, that's not ours, but it's God's. And, and God uses us imperfect vessels to proclaim the good news of, of what, what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. Last week, we had an amazing celebration where we confirmed eight youth who are now full members of Royce City First United Methodist Church. And that was a reminder to, to all of us that we cannot do life on our own. We, we, are, we are connected together, and our stories help each other grow, grow in, in our faith, grow in our community, and just grow in life in general. And it's that knowledge that because we're connected, we are stronger. Today, there is one word that, that popped up twice in our scripture, and that word was confidence, being confident in something. When I think of confident, I, I, I think about the times that I was a youth director, and one of the things that my kids always liked to do would be these trust walks, and, and it would be ways that they would be guided, and part of that trust walk was something called a trust fall. A trust fall is something where, where, where we would either have them stand on a table or on a chair, and all of the kids would stand behind one student, and that person would, well, be something kind of like this. Or, and close your eyes and just fall down, okay? Okay, then Lauren's going to catch you. Okay, it's called the trust fall. Okay, trust fall. Ready, set, go. Okay, so, so she went the wrong way. Okay, then Lauren's but, but the actual way to do the trust fall is that you are confident that the people behind you will be there to catch you when 
you fall. So as we go to our scripture this morning, I want you to hear how Paul talks about confidence. Our scripture is written in the book of 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, and our verses are from verse 6 to 10. I invite you to follow along in your Bibles or you can follow along with the words up on the screen. Hear the word of the Lord. So we are always confident because we know that while we are living in the body, we are away from our home with the Lord. We live by faith and not by sight. We are confident, and we would prefer to leave the body and to be at home with the Lord. So our goal is to be acceptable to Him, whether we are at home or away from home. We all must appear before Christ in court so that each person can be paid back for the things that were done while in the body, whether they were good or bad. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, one of the things that we can do with this passage is that we could easily just take this little piece and look at it as Paul talking about when we leave this earth, when we die and when we go on to heaven. And there's part of that that is there, but if we just end right there, we are missing out, I believe, in the beauty that Paul has for us in this particular passage. Yes, Paul does say that we are confident, that we know that we are living, while we are living in our body, we are away from our home with the Lord. There, there is that separation that Paul is reminding us of. But if we look further into what Paul has written in other letters, it is a reminder that sometimes we forget who and whose we are. We have a tendency to remember that we get caught up in the world around us, that we fail to live fully as sons and daughters of the King. You may remember in Colossians 3, 1, Paul says these words, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. See, when we accept and when we live out our lives as sons and daughters of God, we no longer live our lives focused on the things around us, but our hearts are set on what God is calling us to do. Our hearts and minds are set on this higher calling to, as we say in the Lord's Prayer, to bring heaven here on earth as it is in heaven. There are ways that we can do that. First, we must realize that the confidence that we have comes directly from God. Earlier in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 through 6, Paul writes, Such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competency comes from God. 
See how all of this is building together, saying that we can't be confident in our own materials or on our ways that we do things, but we must rely on the one who has given us life and life abundantly, the one who cares for us, the one who has nurtured us, the one who has lived, the one who has died, the one who has been risen from the dead so that we may have life and life abundantly. There's a passage that I I love to use during funerals because it gives us a picture of the hope that we have. It's from Romans 8, verses 39, where it says, Neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it doesn't matter what it is that we may be going through life here and now, all the trials and all the difficulties, we know and we are confident that we will never be separated from God's love. So with that confidence, knowing that God guides us and leads us and that God is with us every step of our lives, we then turn our lives and our hearts to live as Christ has called us to live. And the easy way for us to remember that is when Jesus was talking to one of the lawmen of his time. And that lawman asked in Matthew 22, what is it that we are required to do? Jesus reminds him that we are to love the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. Oh, and by the way, we are also to love our neighbor as ourselves. And my friends, if we look at life, that is something that's hard to do. It's hard for us to really love our neighbors as ourselves, especially when things get tough, especially when things get, get difficult, especially when you are looking at how to respond faithfully to what's going on around us. But see, Paul gives us a glimpse of how we can faithfully do that as followers of Christ. In our scripture, he reminds us that we must live by faith and not by sight. So many times, we want to see what's going on. We want to have all the, the answers and all of, all of the questions answered. We want to know exactly where we step before we actually take a step. We want to make sure everything is lined out and taken care of. I'll have to admit, having a sermon that I call confidence, I really wasn't that confident when this sermon, whenever I finished writing this sermon. Because there are so many things that's going on right now that I will admit that I'm not confident on at all. I don't know how to respond. I know what I feel in my heart, 
and I know what I feel like God is calling me to say or God is calling me to do. That way, whenever we talk about issues that are happening down at the border, families being separated, my heart and my faith says, you know, that is just wrong. When I hear politicians using verses that, that talk about how the, uh, the world should follow government blindly because, well, they're the government and they were set up, going, you know, that's missing all of most of the story. When we proof text, when we take the opportunity to twist Scripture in a way to bend a community to our will, we miss the mark. And when we, as followers of Jesus Christ, fail to stand for those who cannot stand for themselves, we are in error. And we must confess time and time again, God, we are sorry for those things that we have done and for those things that we have left undone. So I'll admit, this sermon is probably all over the place. And this sermon is probably all over the place is because I as your pastor, am conflicted. I'm conflicted because on one side, I see the need for justice and for order. But on the other side, I see a need that we need to take care of the least and the lost. And if we can't stand up with a bold voice and say, enough is enough, then, my friends, we lose who we are as a church. We lose who we are as a community of faith. And we lose, I think, the essence of what Paul is saying here is that we have confidence because the work as the church. It's not so that we provide a, a perfect place for us just to live our lives without paying attention to what's going on around us, but we live so that others may see the love and grace of Jesus Christ in and through us so that they may have life, so that they may have life abundantly and full, just as we are able to have that life. My hope and my prayer is that as we continue to struggle with, with difficult issues, my hope and my prayer is that we don't have to deal with these type of issues ever again, but we know what kind of world we live in. And we live in a world where we have the light of Jesus Christ. And that light shines so bright that it cuts through darkness. And I want to be a part of that church that boldly proclaims that Jesus is Lord and that all persons are able to experience that life and that light.
Let us pray. Dear God, we come to you asking for strength, asking for understanding, asking for ways to continue in conversation with each other, knowing that we may disagree, but knowing that you have given each and every one of us a call, a call to be light in the darkness, a call to love our neighbors as ourselves, a call to be there even for the least of these. So God, we just lift whatever was set up to you. And we pray that you help us to sort out this message of hope. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.